1: welcome 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 everybody to another fun-filled and exciting episode of just some podcast this is tom
2: hey this is ben tom bud how's your week been
1: terrible <laughs> but that's great I mean, <laughs> no i don't know what happened the slow filtering off of people that thought they had the worst flu ever because everybody thinks they have the worst is yes. that had gone away and things were calming down and Other things I need to do, like get training lined up and stuff like that, was starting to happen. And then this week, seasonal allergies. Apparently everybody that has them forgot about them somehow and has decided it's a whole new thing. So I'm seeing a bunch of that. But realistically, that's just me whining. (laughs) It's overall actually been a a fairly decent week. So uh, how's your week been?
2: You know, really, it's been pretty good. Knock on wood, because it's not completely over yet. But I had a couple of patients that really just pulled on the little heartstrings a little bit. And, you know, I had one gentleman in his 60s that I'd seen him last month, pretty classic angina type pain, got him referred to cardiology. They ended up denting and doing bypasses and getting him feeling all better. Come back in to see me for follow up. And his wife was with him. And like I walk in the room and she's like, thank you so much. Other providers have seen him and kind of dismissed this and said it wasn't a big deal, but you got him where you needed to be. So you don't know how much we really appreciate that. So that made me feel good because it's like, you know, hey, I'm doing good work. And then I had another patient that I seen who is actually a retired nurse and come to find out apparently she was a nurse at the pediatrician when I was a baby, which is kind of cool, but seen her, talk to her and told me basically that she couldn't be any more proud of me if I was her own son because of how far that we're working to advance nursing and got my doctorate and nurse practitioner and everything. So that's kind of cool.
1: That is very cool. I mean, what is she like a thousand? Is she like the Yoda of nursing?
2: Stop it. I told her about the podcast. No, she's not (laughs) a thousand.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying if she was already working as a nurse when you were born and I know roughly how old you are, that puts her at about a thousand.
2: You're, you're such an asshole.
1: <laughs> I am. I am. I did the classic asshole thing this week. Sent somebody a funny meme. Okay, so yeah. I'll, it's a it's a meme about redheads making fun of redheads. Yes. To yes. my friend, that's a redhead, right? And she replied with "You're an asshole." <laughs> and she used the wrong "your," so then I simply replied with the correct. <laughs> and scene So there, yeah, So yeah Well, Perfect asshole move It was like the asshole icing on the asshole cake
2: And Sam would be so proud of you for that So yeah That's great
1: Sam and a, another listener John, two of the greatest grammar spelling Nazis I've ever met in my life You both would be very proud So I, I hope you got a small chuckle out of that <laughs> Oh man, it's it was one of those moments where everything else was just like, my God, how how much work had happened, and then that happened, and I had an okay day from that point forward. So maybe I am an asshole.
2: (laughs) Made it all better,
1: right? Yeah, like oh, they're miserable, and somehow that makes me happy. So there you go.
2: Well, Tom, this is the second part of our conversation with Liz. Got that back from editing, and so that's kind of cool. I'm still amazed that she sat and talked to my dumb ass and your dumb ass for several hours in the middle of the night.
1: Yes. In the middle of the night. Like I think people maybe think we're uh, extraordinarily powerful and rich and famous. We're not (laughs) yet. Hopefully someday we will be, but so we have to not only work around our schedules, but if we have a guest, their schedule and uh, most of the time, yeah, it's late at night after a full work day. And before we can go to sleep, we have to do these recordings. And so, to get somebody that was willing to, like, you, as you said, quite eloquently talk to our dumb asses, <laughs> but then do it in the middle of the night for several hours was, wow. Like, if I already didn't like her enough, that just was, like, awesome.
2: Yeah, and it was a work night, too. Like, she had to get to work the next day, as we all did, but, yeah, it was awesome.
1: But, I mean, do you blame her? She could see the star power here. She knows what's <laughs> happening. This is this is the up-and-coming juggernaut of healthcare podcast. clearly. We can only hope so. Well, I'm really hoping so, because I haven't won the lottery yet.
2: Or that Nobel Prize. Um.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's still coming around. Hey, so I know we have joked in in text messages. I don't know if we've talked about on the air our new mission.
2: No, I don't think we have. Our new
1: short-term mission. So let's just go ahead and put this out here. So Ben loves to keep up on all the stats for the podcast. It's not that I wouldn't. I just say I'm so technically unproficient. I don't know what the word I want to use there
2: in proficient. Maybe
1: uh, I don't I don't eh, know. I'm yeah, just no, screwed no, up either don't. way. We'll let yeah. Sam and John ruin that for me. But basically he was like, Hey, we are on six continents. And I was like, yeah, fucking Antarctica. We got to figure out a way to get on there. Right. So we can be global dominance. And then Sam, the producer came in with his rare coup de gras. Like, I mean, that guy barely has ideas. Oh, this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love attacking it when he's not here. Right. But he did have a very good idea. And for all 13 people listening, (laughs) I want to know two things. And this is our new mission. One, we want to be on Antarctica.
2: Yes. Hashtag. I don't
1: know how. Yeah. Hashtag mission Antarctica. Yes. That my other minor grammar Nazi friend, Holly ruined. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> so I don't know how. We need to figure out how are we going to get someone even just once to download us on Antarctica. But then the the tricky one. Yes. Uh, ben, do you want to tell him where?
2: His suggestion for the coup de grace, as you stated, the International Space Station. We need to go beyond
1: global. Galactic.
2: <laughs> Galactic. I like it.
1: I like it. And while I know it's possible because they do have internet up there and I know that they broadcast back and forth, especially with school children and do stuff like that. I don't know how we're going to do it. So yeah, I I, don't know I honestly, and I think this is actually a really good idea for, it's not something applicable to most of our listeners' everyday lives, but I think it would be really cool and interesting to learn about medicine for astronauts in the space program, like flight requirements and, and stuff like that, maybe. So if anybody out there has some insight or something like that, you know, give us a shout out. We would love to hear some uh, more information on that. But we, we really have two goals, all right? And we need... To focus on this is Mission Antarctica laser focus and go ahead, Ben, name it. Yeah, uh, like, so like, so should we do like Mission Galactica? Or that's what Mission I was ISS? thinking. Get out of
2: my head. That's what I was okay, thinking. Okay, well was... then,
1: that then that's the name.
2: Mission Galactica.
1: Yes. Okay, so there you go. That we've just revealed the backstage insight into how <laughs> the pinky and brain like minds of just some podcast work. Yes. I don't normally ask for help, but I, I think we need help on this one. Like, we're going to have to have some outsourcing yes, to we are, figure yeah. out how to make this happen. So if you have some insight or some ideas, we would love to hear it. And Ben, how can they tell us about those?
2: Well, if you have any ideas on how to reach hashtag Mission Antarctica or hashtag Mission Galactica, you can reach out to us on our social media sites. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at JustSomePodcast. You can find us on the web, www.JustSomePodcast.com. You can also find us on Libsyn, which is our podcast hosting device, which is just dot libsyn com. Email us those ideas. Email us that you know somebody in the space program that we can talk to. Admin at justsomepodcast Tom, what else can they do, bud?
1: Well, first, we would really like it for some ratings, reviews, and maybe some feedback on any or all of those social media sites. Uh, Share us with your friends. Tell us about people. Well, you know, actually, it'd probably be more effectively to tell you Tell people you hate about us. That way you ruin their days too. So <laughs> that's, that's how this works. Then what you can do is to help fund Mission Galactica and Mission Antarctica, you can go to our website. At the bottom, there's an Amazon affiliate link. Go down, click on that, and each one of those proceeds from your free shopping that you're now doing on Amazon – free as in does not cost you to use this link let me rephrase that because yeah i don't want that lawsuit somehow yeah so <laughs> i can see some guy in uh, dublin ireland spent 12 million dollars on amazon and wants us to pay for it somehow because yeah, yeah that's that not would, gonna happen yeah. <laughs> i actually at that point i would be like go ahead sue me you can have all my student debt <laughs> there you go that's what you get every bit of it but they can use those affiliate links. It'll help the show. Uh, we put all the money back into the show that we make off the affiliate link. And then possibly make us the next uh, Tesla slash SpaceX like Elon Musk. Boom. And uh, we go from there. Yeah, that'd be quite amazing. But uh, real quick, Ben. I know. Yes. I know I told you pre-production. We're going to go on to the stories you missed. And I don't normally do the stories you missed for various reasons. Mostly I suck at them. <laughs> and I always seem to jumble up and rant. And, well, people that just listen to episode one with Liz... Heard an hour of it they're about to hear another hour of it but i did see something and yes. uh yeah it sucks it sucks major so i i knew we had to talk about it go ahead sir so for those this is not a political issue okay i'm i'm gonna be mentioning political stuff but we try to avoid that murky water on this show yes so flesh your mind of any political affiliation This is purely about the issue that's coming up. And whether your stance is pro or against the stupidity of the issue that has been brought forward is mostly what I'm getting at. And based off what just happened in Washington. Yes. This is illustrating some of the ignorance that's guiding our profession and affecting us in ways, whether we like it or not. So Ohio state congressman john becker and i hope somehow he hears this ohio john becker on the story from may 9th regarding house bill 182 Uh, i won't go to all the nitty-gritty details it is about restricting abortion and again i could care less i am a firm believer in you get your opinion you're pro-life you're pro-choice great okay that's not my issue okay my issue is, is while introducing House Bill 182, or talking about House Bill 182, that basically, not only did he say abortion rights needed to be restricted further, okay, but... which I will say I think is horseshit, but what I would say is that not only did he not make any amendments for rape or incest or anything else, he also basically said that if you have a ectopic pregnancy, you could also be in trouble if anything is done about the ectopic pregnancy because he believes this is is a level stupid that I am barely able to contain myself on that you should be in trouble for having any sort of procedure that terminates a pregnancy that's ectopic because he believes that they can just implant said pregnancy in the uterus (laughs) (sighs) wow Um, yeah and I (sighs) So I I just want to be clear, again, regardless of your position, pro-choice, pro-life, I don't care. This is an elected official that is making a state law that is going to affect millions of people's peoples. Woo, I'm fired up. Million of people. Oh, you know, damn it. All right. Lots of people. All right. Lots of people that are not in healthcare in a profession are going to be affected. And tens of thousands of healthcare professionals are going to be directly affected. And our jobs are going to be regulated by a fucking moron named John Becker. That is so ignorant that he thinks that you can transplant an ectopic pregnancy into a uterus. And like I said, with Washington and I know Ben, I'm going to shut up for a second, Ben, so Mm -hmm. you can talk, but just like with Washington, we have moron political figures that are regulating our lives based on nothing. They have no idea of what we do. They have no idea of how we do it. They clearly have no idea of how medicine or health or science in general seems to work. And yet, these people I'm trying not to tone the cuss down. I more, know. I know. Are, are now passing laws like this. And again, I think we need to have a step back as a society, and again, I think you should be allowed to do whatever you want, and that that's fine, and, and I think you should have your own opinion, and I don't care what it is. I think, though, there should be some unification amongst us that says, if you don't understand how pregnancy works, that perhaps you should not pass any bills on pregnancy.
2: Boom. Yeah, I don't know what else to say to that, and I think you summed that up perfectly. Cause,
1: <laughs> feel free to edit wow. out some of the cussing if you would. But I mm, go on. I'm I'm gonna try and get zen for a minute and calm down.
2: Yeah, clearly he does not have a good understanding of basic anatomy or or health, and you would certainly hope that someone would would in the medical profession would reach out to him and uh, explain, you know, hey, that's that's not how this works at all.
1: I would counter, Ben that this level of ignorance probably has been contacted. And that's, again, the problem. It's one thing to say, I want to have a discussion on this topic, which indicates a level of intelligence to understand that they don't know what they don't know. Okay. And that maybe that legislature should actually learn some information before they legislate. Clearly, in this case, Ohio State Congressman John Becker... Cannot find a way to cleanly pull his head right out of his ass where it is firmly seated and figure this out. Because if he could, he would. And again, this is the base problem. It's not the topic. It's not even House Bill 182 itself. That's a whole nother show and a whole nother issue. Right. It's that we have federal congressmen and senators. We have state congressmen and senators. That are so blindly stupid that they are affecting our lives as as civilians and, and persons and affecting us as nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, and physicians. Think about this. The next time you're in a state where there is not full practice authority, realize that people at this level of intelligence are the ones making that decision that you as a nurse practitioner should not have that authority. If you had a good debate and said, we want it, we don't want it, whatever, that's fine. But that's not what's happening. People that don't even understand that you cannot remove an ectopic pregnancy and plant it in the uterus, like they think that's possible. Like we just suddenly figured that out. Like the last hundred years in medicine, we just conveniently forgot that that was a possibility. People that dumb are making the laws that are affecting you. And I think we've said it before. I know I have. If we don't start dealing with this, it's going to keep dealing with us. I think I think it's just time. And I hope Ohio State Congressman John Becker, somehow somebody tells him or he hears about this, I would love to talk to him. Well, uh, all right, I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I
2: understand the passion, sir. Sadly, this is not a one-off case. I mean, there's been stories over the years of different – legislature's making several comments that are not medically relevant like i think it was missouri a few years ago where yep. it was just uh oh your body will just reject it if you're raped
1: dude or... i remember what you're talking about ben and that was a missouri uh congressman i think he was a congressman he was running for reelection. his name was todd aiken and what he said was that if it was a and i'm making air quotes here legitimate rape that the woman's body would just know and i'm i'm This is his words. Feel free to look it up out there if you don't believe me. His words were, if they were legitimately raped, a woman's body would just know and just not get pregnant. And that person not only had enough support to run for Congress. That should be a red flag right there. He was actually a congressman. He actually voted on laws. He was allowed to do that.
2: But at least the people of Missouri woke up after his asinine statement and he was no longer a congressman in 2013
1: well we can feel good about small blessings then right so i I think my blood pressure is sufficiently high now ben
2: (laughs) all right well so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and throw to the rest of the conversation with liz we talk about all kinds of stuff and we even finally get into the women's health stuff that we talked about or the reason that we originally wanted to have her on Including Tom and I Relive, our very first pap smears.
1: <laughs> yes, that's always fun. And I just realized we just talked about some women's health issues as the intro to this. Yes. That was not planned, by the way. That was, I don't want to say luck. That was just coincidence.
2: Yes, coincidence. So here is the rest of the conversation with Liz. We will catch you on the other side of the conversation.
1: So since we talked about nursing, some of the other videos I watched and get into the nurse practitioner side of things. And one of the first things that I saw that really made me, well, like you said, the reason you got onto YouTube was like, oh, other people weren't talking about it and it made it feel better. Two of the things I saw, and I can't remember the exact videos. I didn't write down the name of the videos. I just remember writing notes about stuff that really stuck out. And one of them was, you feel like you're falling behind. As a new nurse practitioner, I think you must have been newer when you made the video.
0: (laughs) It was probably last week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was not last week. I think it was seven months ago. But no, the falling behind, not feeling as confident in nurse practitioner as you were at bedside. Mm -hmm. And then one of the videos was on making mistakes. And some of those really because even though I still consider myself a rookie I mean I'm coming towards the end of what people would probably consider a rookie stage but I still strongly identified with all those aspects Mm -hmm. like I hate falling behind Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: hate the fact that I was an ER supervisor so like I felt like I could walk into the room it did not matter and I could control the situation yeah and here I am looking at mr. Johnson's rash mm-hmm. and I'm like I yeah. don't know what to do yeah so do you still have days with that or how do oh, you yeah. deal with it I mean like I watched the video but how do you feel about it now and do you still have times and how do you tackle those issues
0: I definitely still last week was just one of those weeks where I was just like oh my gosh like <laughs> can someone just come in with a cold and I can be like yep you have a cold bye <laughs> it was one of those weeks where you just felt so like you didn't quite know what to do Do in that situation over and over and over again. And then you get behind because then obviously you're in the room for forever because you're trying to decide what on earth is wrong with you. And so, in that, some ways it's been helpful to have like this almost like all these videos of like the good weeks because even if I don't go back and watch them, I'm like, okay, there is evidence that I have once not regretted this choice. Or I'll even like, if I have a whole like notebook at home where I just write down things that are good, if patients came in and requested to see me again, which I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. I'll look at that and remind myself like just little things, which sounds silly, but just to remind myself that not every week is like this and you are doing some things. Okay. You don't feel great about everything yet, but there are things that are okay and you are decent at and try to focus on those, not the 8 million other things that are <laughs> not
1: quite so wonderful. Well, Ben had to help me. This was my first in cold and flu season. as oh a provider. Gosh. Yeah, so there were plenty of days that I questioned my life decisions thoroughly.
0: (laughs) That was brutal. I was not prepared.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was brutal, but I did have several people. Here's a weird part for me that they were children. They'd be like, "Hey, little Miss So and So is back, and she's excited to see you." and I have a beard and tattoos. Like, I'm not what most people would think of when they think of pediatric, yeah. but I still had especially little girls. I had one, she was like, You're my first boy doctor. And I was like, Am I doing okay? Oh. And she would just like shake her head. I know. I came home, I told my wife, I was like, Oh my God, she was adorable. She actually colored me a picture, brought it back oh to the, the shop. So I get the feeling like I needed something good,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but man, I don't think I handled my downside is gracefully oh. <laughs> there was a lot of drunk text to bed what <laughs> the hell did i do yep. <laughs> it's
0: probably good i was pregnant <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would just say ben how how did when you were first in my position at least for some of the people that are newer nurse practitioners listening what things did you do to try and tackle
2: uh, it was just it was odd is i guess the best way that i can word it because it I can still remember the first patient that I went in and seen my first day. And I got in that, I went into that room and I'm like, Oh, here I go. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to figure out what's wrong with her. And I took my computer in with me and I did my whole HPI. And then I said, well, let me go do some research. And I come out and I went, shit, she expects me to know what's going on. There's no one else. Now, like, you know, up to that point, I'd always went out and talked to my preceptor and said, Hey, you know, here's what I got. You know, here's my thoughts. But it was that realization of, The expectation of what they expected of me. And it was, Mm -hmm. they expect me to know what I'm talking about. And so it was scary. And I did a whole bunch of research my first year. I mean, I think I went through like 140 hours of CEUs on Up to Date because I just was constantly researching. So I didn't want to miss anything. I didn't want to screw up. And I still research every day. I mean, it's not to say that I don't, but it gets easier over time. Now the charting itself probably doesn't. That's what I was actually was going to ask Liz was, so do you have problems with trying to keep up with charts? Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a disaster. It's like- and I don't, if you have any tips on that, I would love them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I did. Templates. That's the only way I found that is okay for me to keep up is structured templates for the most common ailments. Don't take that with yeah. too much too much weight. Remember, I'm a rookie. But that's the only thing I have found that has really, truly helped me. Or asking, if it's an orthopedic injury, I ask one of the orthopedists, like, hey, what things do I need to make mm-hmm. sure I hit my charting or something like that? And that has helped me improve. But if you have any other suggestions or what you've done, I'm listening.
2: I personally, I have switched to dictation. And I've done that for about a year now, which has helped some because I can speak a lot faster than I can type sometimes, I mm-hmm. things, sometimes it's not but no I mean for me it's truly and I've said this analogy before it's a treadmill you're never going to catch up because you never get yeah. a treadmill you're just trying not to fall off the end mm-hmm. and that is the best way that I can describe family practice charting because mm-hmm. when I moonlight at ERs I have to have my charts done before I leave and that's the expectation and that's what's set and that's great there are times that I had to stay in several hours and chart afterwards, not very often, but there's that. Whereas with family practice, it's because of the small constraint you have with the time frames that they expect. As far as every 15 minutes you're seeing patients, there's not time mm-hmm. chart in between. And so then it's you're spending time after hours
1: or on weekends
2: doing charts. Yeah.
1: So, Liz, I've seen a couple of your videos like you talked about like working a Saturday Are you working primarily just primary care? Do you ever work walk-in? What are you doing right now?
0: So we do both. It's just me and one other physician. And so we do, you can make obviously like just your normal primary care stuff. And then we do have same-day appointments. At the same time. But we don't offer any like extensive. If you really have something where you're going to need like an x-ray. We don't have x-rays or anything just because the office is so small. So we do like basic complaints for same day type of stuff.
1: Gotcha. Nothing crazy. I feel very fortunate. I work in an office with mostly primary. I shouldn't say mostly with all primary care. I'm the walk-in person. Mm -hmm. But I do get if they have five patients show up at once and they're like, hey, this guy just needs a follow-up on his new hypertension medication. Can you see him? Sure. Throw him on my schedule. Otherwise, I'm the Timmy fell off his bike Mm-hmm. and his wrist hurts yeah can you look at it so I'm kind of getting a little bit of both I feel like the only disadvantage I am at in a similar situation though I do have x-ray but that's about it I'm still just walking people are like aren't you an urgent care I'm like no, <laughs> no like no. I don't have that capability but I am doing a lot of the extreme acute I'm losing that skill set with people that are like well which insulin should I switch to I'm like whoa you came to the wrong place mm-hmm. like I'm here for the 15 – I try and tell people, if I can't fix it in 15 to 30 minutes, you're probably at the wrong spot. (laughs) And that's one of the things I constantly ask, well, Ben, some questions or or like, hey, where should I look up? Or do you have advice on those situations where I do have the more long-term primary care issues? Because I am I feel like I'm losing that skill set. I'm doing really good with minor orthopedic or something like that. But if somebody said, should I go to buy Durian? I'd be like, um, (laughs) no (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah Yeah. you have my durian is that a rash like what is that (laughs) (laughs) i'd be wearing a mask (laughs) just all the time yeah so it's just one of those things i didn't know if you had any insight on what you do for acute versus that or if that's even something you deal with all the time
0: In terms of like.
1: So when, well, I guess it was more less of a question and more like that's what my thought was when he asked that was I was waiting to hear like, Mm -hmm. what does she do? Like, how does she see things? Yeah. But that's one of the also difficult parts for nurse practitioners is we're so across the board right now. Some of us are in minute clinics. Some of us are in primary Mm -hmm. care. Some of us are in ERs. It's really hard to say, this is how you should do it when this may not apply yeah I could talk to you all night but let's not try and talk all night I wanted to hit a few more things that I knew for sure that I had seen and one of the things was it was in the same episode on the making mistakes Mm -hmm. but the question was less something that you said it was more I wondered your thoughts on do you ever feel like you are judged at a different standard because you were a nurse practitioner than you were if you were like a physician or a PA, et cetera.
0: I feel like, yeah, I hold myself kind of more to like, I can't mess up because then I'm letting kind of like we talked about earlier, like you don't want to let down everyone because then they're going to just point at it and be like, It's because you didn't have the training that I did as a physician. This is why nurse practitioners shouldn't be a thing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel like the weight of all of that is just sitting on my shoulders if I do the tiniest thing wrong versus I feel like if you were a physician and you had all the things and it would just be like, okay, yep, like we're human and we make mistakes, but I've done all the things that I could have done to try to ensure that all the school. And so I
1: definitely feel that. No, I agree. I was say that's exactly how I feel, and the thing is, I try and tell people is, look, even new physicians mess up. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes it becomes this automatic. Well, it's because you're an NP, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, maybe it's not because I'm an NP. Maybe it's because they came in with the zebra mm-hmm. instead of the horse when yeah. I heard the hoofbeats. Yeah. okay? Not everyone's going to get that. Yeah, I just, that's exactly some of the things I felt and I wanted to let people know out there that are listening to this that are both, we have lots of non-healthcare professionals that actually listen to our mm-hmm. show and I was hoping both the nurse practitioners and PAs that listen and the non-healthcare professionals are listening to this and hearing that, that there is no one standard. There are good practitioners there are ones that, oh, yeah, they're board certified. I guess there's that. They've you know? got that and going the same for t- them. Yeah. And the same thing I think goes for physicians, for surgeons, for all of the above is that there is no one size fits all mm-hmm. standard. I am jealous of PAs and medical schools and the level of training, but there's also reasons I didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure I heard your opinion on how you felt about that because it's something that weighs on me heavily when someone says oh well this person said and i'm like "Uh oh yeah did i did i do it wrong Mm -hmm. did i did i make that mistake
0: no you're not alone (laughs) at all and i think one helpful thing was i actually told the woman i work for that I was nervous about that. And I don't know why I told her that, but I was just running my mouth one day. And I think I said that I'm super nervous that you're gonna think, since our trainings have been different, like that you're gonna think if I make a mistake, I, I wanna be able to ask you questions pretty much without you being, are you competent? And she was like, oh my gosh, no. And so that was reassuring to hear because she was like, when I came out of residency, I felt like I really didn't, I didn't know what I was, I knew how to find out what to do, but I had all the questions too. And she's like, so I don't think that's a unique thing to your situation. So I thought that was reassuring that it's not just me popping out of school being, uh, send help.
1: Right. Well, and that's definitely something that I felt. And I know I ask Ben lots of questions. I try to look up answers, et cetera, myself before I Mm -hmm. start popping off stuff. But it's one of those things I definitely go, Oh my God. And he was talking about his first year of experience. I remember my preceptor, I actually met because she was working part-time in our ER. So she had seen me work as an ER nurse. She knew my capabilities, et cetera. And same thing. It could be a code. It could be an amputation. I could walk in the room and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I felt totally great. And the first time, I'm pretty sure it was an ear pain. Mm -hmm. I did the examination. I walk out. I said, okay, ma'am. So it's a such and such. uh, It's a female, you know, left ear pain, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I did everything I thought I was supposed to do. And then she goes, so what are you going to do about it? And all of a sudden I was like, she might as well have asked me in Korean. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? Like, I'm supposed to tell you what to do? Because it's weird. If we were in the ER, I'd be like, give him this, give him this, give him this, do this, this, and this. But for some reason, when it was my name on the line, mm-hmm. suddenly I was, oh, I don't know what to do anymore.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I've said that before to some people. I'm like, when I was working as a nurse, but then I was in clinical too, I was like, I think I get why the residents don't, you know, when you're just like, I just need Tylenol. Like- why won't you give me Tylenol? I'm like, I get it now. Cause now I'm like, uh, I think that would probably maybe be okay. But
1: (laughs) And so my story with that one real quick, when we'll get to the last subject was as an ICU nurse person's blood pressure is going down. I was like, Hey, I just need to do a bolus. And honestly, most of the nurses on the unit, we just called and said, this is what I'm doing. And they said, okay. And that was the order. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get this PGY one and I'm like, hey, I need to do this, this, and this. He's like, yeah, just give her 250 bolus. I was like, what? What'd you? What? 250? And he's like, yeah. I was like, Two, did you say 250? <laughs> and he's pediatric. like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you really, this is a grown When you first person? told me
0: this story, I was like, uh-huh. And then I realized, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, this is an adult.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> this was an adult ventilated like a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like, okay. So, of course, a couple minutes later, I call him back. Guess what? That didn't work. Can I do this? So fast forward to the end of the story. This goes on several times. And so finally, he's like, what do you want? And I said, this, this, and this. And he's like, okay. And then I didn't have to call him back again. And like you said, it was so easy when you're the nurse. Yep. <laughs> but when you're the guy making the call, you're like, uh, what's the littlest thing I can yeah. do? <laughs> what's the least amount? Yeah,
0: the guess- a step. Yeah.
1: yeah. 25 mil bolus, repeat Q1. Like, what? What is that going to do?
0: Can you turn your humidifier all the way up?
1: Yes. <laughs> is there a bubbler attached to their oxygen? Yeah. Yeah. Put one on. Yeah. Do
0: that. Do that.
1: Yes. For all I are there, there you go. I talked about bubblers. Got that in. So. <laughs> Since my wife's an RT, gotta, you know, kind of slide that in there every once in a while. <laughs> so, the last thing that I know I want to talk about, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, whatever, but I saw you mention this in a video. And again, it was something I was like, oh God, it spoke to my heart was antibiotic abuse. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah.
1: You said something and clouds parted. And I heard angels <laughs> sing because it's almost verbatim the same thing I had said to Ben before, which roughly translates to, if you've had a cough for two hours, does not mean (laughs) I'm going to give you an antibiotic. And especially this cold and flu season, I would see that, you know, 20 to 30 times a day. Yeah. And I didn't know if you had any thoughts on how you educate your patients or how you see us handling it as a profession going forwards.
0: So when I try to talk to them, I try to just ease them into the, first I try to see, you know, like what did they think they were going to get by coming here today? Cause some people are just like, I'm here for my Z-pack and I'm like, oh, this is going to be that conversation versus like, (laughs) I just came to see if you could help me. But then I just try to explain this is a, like how the viral process works, like how long we should expect this, that we don't have antibiotics for viral processes. And it takes a long time for it to turn into a sinus infection. And this is the signs like, It's just not going to spontaneously happen. And then if I give you an antibiotic, depending on the person, if it's a person with a child, I usually try to scare them. Like, what if I give you this antibiotic when you don't need it? And then you get your child really gets sick in two weeks and now they're resistant to it. And that sometimes works. And then in adults, sometimes I threaten them with diarrhea, um, which (laughs) occasionally also works, but usually just try to explain my rationale why. So I'm not just like, no, you, you can't have this. And, oh, but man, (laughs) That conversation. And I a,
2: a hard conversation to have. I'm just yeah. now, I mean, I'm going into my six year of practice and I'm just not comfortable with my patient base that I have established with me. If they come in and I'm like, you know, this is viral, let's wait a few days. Yeah, Because it it's that expectation and it's that pill-based society like we talked about on our opioid show. It's like there are people who are going to come and because they're coming to the provider's office, they expect a prescription mm-hmm. of some sort.
0: Yeah. And it's been really different working where I work now versus all of my um, cl- clinicals were in like a federally qualified health center. So it didn't, I mean, it sounds horrible, but it didn't matter if they weren't happy. Like this was their choice. Yeah. Whereas now I work in a small private office. And so I have seen that difference in dynamic where you need to keep the people happy yeah. because you want them to come
2: back.
1: Yeah. And that's a tough decision. Yeah. That is an extremely tough decision. And honestly, whenever someone talks to me about healthcare in general, I try and tell them I was like, we have got to get that reimbursement yeah. and all that other stuff that has got to go mm-hmm. like that is driving this train and making things worse. Yep. I take a similar tact when I'm especially when it's children. Or I've actually, I took the terrifying long route on a couple when they were just being adamant. And I said, your kid's about the same age as my kid. Have you heard of superbugs? And they're like, yeah. I said, so someday they're going to pass away or they could pass away from something that we're treating today with amoxicillin Mm -hmm. because you guys want antibiotics for stuff that doesn't need it. Yeah. I said, and I'm not willing to be part of that. And so I literally laid it down like that very few times. Usually, like, I take the same tact you guys were talking about, like, hey, well, first of all, sinus infections don't happen that fast. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about my area. Everyone thinks they have bronchitis or a sinus infection. I Mm -hmm. really don't know. Or I get this a lot. Uh, Well, last year, um, I had the same thing. They just gave me a pack, And and it made it better. Yep.
0: Yep. And I got better right away. I'm like,
1: I was like, a Z pack last five days. You've already been sick five days. So a virus is going to go away usually at that seven day mark. So, of course, you got better. Like, that's what, but they don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And so, I was wondering since I had heard you talk about that briefly in one of your videos, because I don't want to go on these rampages of you're going to kill our children, Mm -hmm. but I really don't want them to kill our children. Yeah. So (laughs) I usually
0: (laughs) reserve those for when it becomes like one of those adamant situations where you're like, okay we're doing this. But I would say 90% of the time, no, I don't have I, to threaten I, them with some kind of horrible thing.
1: <laughs> yes. No, I'd agree. I feel like I'm that same. I did break one time. An elderly gentleman, he literally walked in the room. I got, my name is, and he's like, yeah, you just need to give me, and he named off medication. <laughs> I said, well, can I sit down before <laughs> we have this? Yeah. And so I sit down and then he, my butt hits the chair. He's like, okay, so now I need you to give me this. And I was like, "Hold on!" And so we start talking, and then he. So by four, I had got my stethoscope on him. He's already requested it three times. So long story short, by the end of it, I said, "You know what? Is that what you want? You know? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Like you, I. You are clearly. And I went out and talked to his primary doctor. And she said, who was it? And I told her, she goes, did you just give it to him? I said, yeah. She's just like, thank you. And, just like, and I will say, out of all the pictures I've seen, it's only happened once. But I was like, that was a, that was lose-lose. There was yep. no win. Yep. Like, I could have told him it was going to cause diarrhea that would maybe kill somebody in China. And he'd be like, yeah. Yep. Give it, it like, to oh, me. oh, God, okay. Yeah, exactly. I don't like China. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> how am I going to deal with this? So Well, it makes me feel better like i said i talk to ben every day so to hear you know a celebrity tell me that i'm (laughs) (laughs) to hear a celebrity tell me that hey you're not totally full of crap makes me feel better i i needed that reassurance oh
0: good anytime oh see look at that
1: (laughs) so since i have clearly spoken enough to fill up a bunch of useless time ben is there anything
2: well, Liz, if you're still going strong, you want to just spend a few minutes talking the original reason you wanted to have you on, which was kind of women's health stuff. Because I mean, obviously, you're going to see, or I'm going to, I'm going to make the assumption that you probably see a tad more bit women's health than we do.
0: Probably a tad bit
2: more. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, so, I mean, women's health-wise, what are some things that you see and that you can help educate other? potential providers on.
0: So I see a ton of starting people, like either starting people out on birth control or tweaking it. I do a lot of just like pap smears and then annual women's exams, you know, when we go over their mammograms and all of that. And that's pretty much, I would say probably what's in our wheelhouse.
2: So with birth control then, because I did a, a, a small rotation in OB when I was doing my nurse practitioner clinical hours and I did it with a male OB Because I felt like if they're already going to go see a male OB, it's probably not going to be a huge problem. And so he would kind of lay it out like, I'm going to go through the list of birth control from my least favorite to my most favorite. So, I mean, do you have some that you're like, if you want, we can do that, but we really don't think it's a good idea? or
0: Yeah, I kind of bring it out like that. I have a paper that I usually, I forget where I print it off. I could find it for you guys and send it to you for a link. But it has all the different types of birth control on it. And then it kind of almost tears it like at the, and it goes by efficacy. So at the top, it's obviously like the IUDs, arm implant, and then it kind of goes down from there. And I sit there with them and I kind of talk through what I like about each one, what I don't necessarily love about each one, but, and kind of go based on what they want to, because some people come in and they are adamant. They're like, I don't want any hormones. I'm like, okay, well that drastically yes. reduces our options, but it really narrows this conversation down. Yeah. But I definitely go over like prefacing it saying like, if it were me or typically what I've seen people not love this about this one or this one, but it's still a valid option and kind of just talk it through them that way.
2: Okay. And that's kind of what I, the few times that I have this conversation, I mean, maybe once every two months that I'll have a, usually a younger female come in for, for, yeah. You know, and we'll discuss it. And I'm like, as far as least favorite is probably like the patch, just because. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so limited. And it, and like I tell them, I'm like, if it falls off, you don't know it. And now you're not protected and you're not getting yeah. medication. You know, and then I mm-hmm. explain to them like OCPs and, you know, you got to take it the same time every day, no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of go through and, but I was interested to, to see that, or, because it felt good to see that you kind of do that same approach and, mm-hmm. and IUDs and Implanons right are at the at the top of your recommendations.
0: Yeah. What's at the top of mine? Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That was, that was, I always encourage, I think, if they're not planning on, you know, having a baby in the next year or so, I usually do lean towards trying to see if they would be open to getting an iud or an implant i have had this is one of the rare things where i will talk about like what i have had and what i think works usually i don't really get into that a ton with patients and being like yeah let's talk about all my stuff but i think it's sometimes helpful to be like i have had x y and z and this is what i thought was great so i usually go i have had a marina IUD, and I really liked it. I know that not everybody loves it, but I think for a lot of people, it's a good option. So that's usually my, if I have to pick like a go-to one, that would be it. Only, be and the a lot of people like the one that goes in your arm, yes. but I actually had a friend whose purse got caught on it and it ripped off and like, it was a whole disaster. Right. So that scares me about that one. So I always warn people about that, but that's a good option too, because I mean, it's stuck in you. And then after that, probably like, I usually go for like the pill after that, but yeah, that's kind of my. Uh...
2: I so Tom and I Facetime so that we can see each other. I want you to know yeah. you said, that her post and ripped out of her You know, Tom sat up straight in his chair wide-eyed. It was like I don't know if he was dozing off, and all of a sudden it was like, what? Like yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I was sitting here just listening, I kind of backed away from the mic. So if I clear my throat or something, it's not caught. And then also she said that and I was like, whoa, what? (laughs) How? I had so many instant like little mini movies in my head. How did that happen? (laughs) Like what? What? And I feel like, oh, my God, because my sister got one post her baby and i was like it's perfectly safe and all this other stuff and you just said that and now i'm just imagining my sister being like hey I'm a be- purse can rip this
0: out i'm pretty sure it's a pretty <laughs> rare thing but obviously it traumatized me i
2: was like oh no Ooh, yeah that would traumatize me also yeah yeah no
1: still <laughs> woo, okay then
2: all right
0: you so can have that. a lot of breakthrough bleeding with that one too which is usually what i tell the people before being like hey you can get it ripped out of your arm with a purse <laughs>
1: So, you get bleeding from your arm. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> you're just everywhere. It's unpredictable, usually inconvenient.
2: So, Great. with peps. I do mm-hmm. probably one every six months because I'm a guy and they would prefer to see. Yep. Like that. <laughs> I don't stay super well versed up on recommendations. Is it still every three years? Is that still the like the ACOG recommendation?
0: Every three years from twenty-one to twenty-nine without the HPV and then when you're thirty, you can and you do the co-testing with HPV then it becomes every five years as long as the last one was fine. Okay. Yeah.
1: Did not know. Do you use any of like the ASCCP apps or anything like that for recommendations or yes. guidelines? Let
0: okay. me see. I use that, yeah, the ASCCP one for especially for, I'll usually just check it even if I'm almost positive like this is what we should do screening wise just to make sure. And then that one's super good with when things come back weird to kind of know if you do get a pap that comes back abnormal where you kind of need to go. We almost always refer to gynecology, but sometimes if it's something that is really easy, now that I've worked with a lot of the gynecologists in the area, they're like, nope, you can turf that one. Like just follow whatever the guidelines are and then send them to us. You know, if they do obviously need some kind of like a colposcopy or something where they're going to go and look at it. But so that app has been super helpful. I think it's like what was it? Ten dollars? Do you have it?
1: Yeah, I have it, and I had it because I worked with a women's health nurse practitioner during my rotation. Mm-hmm. And while most people had to do like fifteen Paps in school, yeah, I don't know if if this. Yeah, Bed's laughing. <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad between her and my OB rotation. I did hundred and fifty one. Nice. Wow. So my yeah. So my women's health nurse practitioner, Yeah, Ben's bowing down. You should for this one thing, Ben. Um, But no, it was great in a bunch of ways. One, as a male nurse, I didn't get a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. So I learned more of that rotation than any other. And two, that's all she did. Yeah. So... She was very on top of the newest stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she suggested that app. And when I came out of the room, she'd be like, OK, so this was the last. This is what's going on here. Blah, 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 blah. And so I had to use it. So I felt like I was like, yeah, I do know a great app for that. Yeah. Hold on the second. And I found it very helpful with all the cases based on what I do now. I have not done any women's health. It's something I try and tell people I'm fully trained. I, I feel competent to do it. This just isn't the most appropriate setting. If, if yeah. it comes down to I need a pelvic in a walk-in clinic, yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. this is not <laughs> this is not the right spot. Yeah. It's just one of those the definitions where we're at. But I think if I fall back into a primary care position like Ben or like yourself, that's going to be one of those situations that comes up. So Is there any other newer information or has that, because like I said, I got mine about a year ago. I think it self-updates, but I'm not sure.
0: I think, I feel like that one does self-update. Yeah. That one's been super helpful because you know when that first one comes back and it's abnormal and you just want to like poop yourself.
1: (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh. It it starts the whole rotation of like, okay, well, (laughs) yes, so...
2: Okay, so I just uh, off the wall question, Liz, without, of course, violating any HIPAA issues. What is the strangest foreign body that you have? <laughs> removed?
0: Oh, that I have removed.
2: Yes. Mm,
0: I don't know if I have removed. I've removed. I think just tampons, interestingly yeah, like- enough, as the strangest thing. But I did have one time that I was going to do. I was doing a PAP or I didn't, we we didn't even start. We were just doing about, we were going to do the pelvic exam and through the convert, I was like, this is a powerful odor. (laughs) I cannot place it in any way, shape or form. And there was just, as soon as she laid down, she was, there was just purulent drainage everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I was like, let's just talk for a second (laughs) before I have to just prepare myself only to come to find out that people had been told telling her to use like lubricating jelly, but she only heard the jelly part of it.
1: So this woman
0: had been using grape jelly as a lubricant for weeks, (laughs) leading to one of the more interesting pelvic exams that I have performed.
2: (laughs) That was, yeah, that was, wow.
0: Yeah. She's like, does it matter the flavor? I feel like this isn't normal. And that was what tipped me off. I was like, Wait, what? What flavor? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, if it was grape, would it be less bad? I was like, oh
2: my. <laughs> wow. Just, it, I'm shocked and then kind of a little sad. You know, it's like. I was.
0: Yeah, that was my reaction. I was, we have failed you and yeah. I feel bad for myself.
1: <laughs> wow. wow. That, I. Oh. I have so many off terrible jokes. I was no,
2: just no,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm really curious to find what you found, though.
2: You know, for me personally, it hasn't been much. It's been condoms and tampons, yeah, tampons been for, for a while. One of the more interesting that I have heard from a uh, ER physician that I know quite well was an eight ball. Oh, like a pool eight ball.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> which was very hard to get to because you I was going to
0: say like, what do like, you grab?
2: Yeah. Cause it's
1: yeah.
2: Very round and slick. Weird set of Alice clamps. Yeah.
1: Like, what do you do for that?
2: So they, I think they ended up getting that, but yeah, that was probably the weirdest that I've heard. I have retrieved plastic tubing from a, a penis cause they were using it for sounding.
0: Oh my well, gosh.
2: You don't know what that is. If you're out there listening, go ahead and Google that.
1: Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're not going to go over that. <laughs> yes. But yeah. So been some interesting. nether mine. I actually wasn't the person removing like during some pelvic's IUDs that were a little stubborn. That was weird. Tampons. But my weirdest ones were as a police officer, just there with them for like females that were going to jail and that had secreted. And I think it wasn't the weirdest, but it was definitely one of those, like, there's no way in hell I'm going to have anything to do with this, was uncapped needles. Oh. who? What? Yes. It, so.
0: <laughs> Ow. No,
1: so it was like a syringe yeah. where the cap had come off the end. It, oh. Well, she didn't seem to notice. So I don't know if they were, like in the vaginal canal and like wasn't poking into the tissue. I don't know. I wasn't obviously there for that part, but I was like, you're doing what? Like, "Mm -mm. Uh -uh. that does not seem like something I want to be involved. No,
0: no, not even a little. So
1: just all the different things that could go wrong with that exam. So, yeah. So here's a weird thing, Ben, when it comes to that, have you noticed a age difference in women that come to you? And the reason I'm pointing that out is because when I was in school, there was a large divide. It seemed like females over 50 did not want me. They would let me take their history, but they were not going to have anything else to do with me. And all the way down to whatever age that was in the office below 50, we're like, sure. Which really struck me as weird. I thought women would be more confident with their bodies in reverse.
2: And mine is kind of is reverse. I've had 16 to 19 have not had a problem with it. And then 55 and older have not had a problem with it. It's the middle population that are like, I'll just go somewhere else.
1: And that's fine. Like, by all means, go ahead. Yes. I think for a male having done women's health stuff, I do not blame anybody. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah, Mike, it's weird enough. My wife actually said she's like, well, I prefer a male gynecologist. I was like, that's okay." Like, yeah, it doesn't seemed to make a difference to me it was just odd because i assumed that women that were older would be more comfortable yeah and I, they would be okay with the examination not the 27 year old i'm like what mm-hmm. you're okay i mean it didn't bother me either way it was just one of those like huh i it just struck me as odd yeah i have
2: had female patients that tell me they prefer a male doing their path and pelvic exam just because they feel like we are more gentle with it because we're going out of our way to not cause discomfort because we figure it's already an uncomfortable situation not to get too specific, but I've actually, I did a map on one of my exes and said that it was probably the gentlest pap she's ever had. And Kudos so, to you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't really put that on a business card, but that's great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and weirdly enough, I've had several, women say the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I can tell you a hundred percent. It was for me like this. Like I went out of my way to be okay. So you're going to feel something cold and wet. You're going to feel a little pressure. I literally thoroughly explained Mm -hmm. what was about to happen before it happened. And I think perhaps it helped ease that process. And they, and I've heard it multiple times from women as well, like friends, like talking and they're just like, no, a girl will just be like, Hey, bam, (laughs) and stuff's going on. I'm like, and then as a guy that had, doesn't have to experience that. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but that all sounds terrible. Like, (laughs) like, um, yeah, I,
2: women do like 40 of them a day and men do like one every six months. So it's like, we're very like, (laughs) yes,
1: yes. Uh, So, all right. Well, see, now I feel a little better. Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: I would say that is, from personal experience, that is true.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. That men are more gentle? Yeah. Do you have a preference?
0: I had a preference before I had my daughter – I wanted to see a woman and I always did. I had a a ruptured ovarian cyst and that was in the ER. And that's when the guy did the pelvic exam. And I was like, Oh, that was like, that was really like, you did a great job. And like, you could tell he was absolutely terrified. And, (laughs) but like before that I wanted to see a woman, but then I feel like after I had my daughter, I'm like, yeah, whatever.
1: Like, (laughs) So, I think that was one of the things I felt going through my rotation is that women that were older that had had children mm-hmm. wouldn't care.
0: No, because the whole... Because like, of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's... The whole world has already been there. It's like, whatever. <laughs>
1: Gosh. Yeah. But we, um, we still like how like, we're scared whenever we do yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. Like I said.
2: I'm like, oh, god, okay, like... Yeah.
1: I still remember, and I don't mean this in a graphically bad way, but I remember... The pertinent details of my very first one vividly because I was so freaked out that entire time. And like I said, I don't want anyone to think like I memorized anatomy. Mm-hmm. I honestly that was a blur. Yep, it was the situation and like the woman talking to me. I'm like, why is this? Why is she talking yeah. to me? Like, why? Do you, do you know what's about to happen, lady? Yeah. Have you been here before? Because I know what's about to happen, and this sounds terrible. Uh-huh. So I didn't know what else. Yeah. To. Now, on my face, I tried to portray it as oh, I've done this a thousand times, uh-huh. even though literally it was the first.
0: Yep. So. Yep. I'm pretty sure in the ER that was that resident's first time because he phrased it as like a question. He's like, I'm going to do a pelvic exam.
1: <laughs> Upward inflection yeah. at the end of the sentence.
0: I'm like, you're so going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk you through this, okay?
1: And honestly, that first patient, that's how it felt. Like her and my preceptor were just chit-chatting about the weather. Yep. And I'm doing a manual exam and I'm like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever, like I kept, that's all I could think about was yep. this is the weirdest moment of my life.
2: Well, you know, and Tom, you say that you remember, I remember my first one as well. So I, I get it because it was somebody that I knew and she was a nurse and so I'd seen she was on the schedule and I was like, Oh, she's not even gonna let me go in. It's not a big deal. I had already mentally prepared for that. And my preceptor came out and said, She said, Not only can you go in, but you can do it. And I was like, Oh my like, gosh. And so I walk in and she's like, Well, I figure, you know, you see one twat, you see them all. And I just like beat red. And oh my preceptor, my preceptor said, You are always so confident and like cool and collected and when i seen your face was just beat red and you were and i'm like i didn't know what to say
1: like (laughs) yeah if somebody said that to me i would literally clam up. and like i said i've been in shooting situations i've been in stuff but if i had somebody say that i'd be like (laughs) no no so so you've heard two guys talk about that what was your first experience? I mean, you don't have to say detail per se, but do you remember every detail of your first? No. I, mean I, reme-
0: no. I mean, I remember being really nervous. Like I remember being like, oh, this is like, I'm so nervous to do this, but I, it was not, I don't remember that at all.
1: See, and I think that is one of those women versus yep. men going into that specific situation because I'll tell you right now for a guy that is like, nope, Yeah. Yep. Nope, nope, nope. I vividly
0: like, remember the first time I did a sports physical and had to check a teenager boy's inguinal hernia. Yeah. Like vividly.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, and versus I just checked someone for that the other day, and I was like, "You're fine." Yep. Nope. <laughs> uh, does this hurt? Yep. Nope. You're cool. Cough. Nope. You're fine. So, <laughs> there you go. well, uh, we should probably
2: be wrapping up, and so. Liz, you've listened to the show before. And so, you know, we had a new segment at the end of the show with guests. And then we've not had a guest since the first one that we did it with. So if you're willing real quick, and then we'll we'll let you go. Will you do our five questions? Yes. All right. Oh, boy. Join us on a journey into the inner psyche of our guest as we ask five, 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 five. questions. So what's your and we may have to end up changing this one, but what's your favorite medical word?
0: It's not one word, but toxic megacolon. I don't know why, but that's just what? that word just makes me laugh. I mean in GI <laughs> we like dealt with it, but it just makes me giggle. Like there is <laughs> something called toxic megacolon.
1: <laughs> I like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, it sounds like an evil villain on Marvel Comics. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's pretty serious, so it's not a laughing matter. But
1: remember the Well, first... then stop making me laugh.
0: <laughs> remember the first time it popped up on my like, di- patient diagnosis list, and I was like, ah, and then someone was like, no, they could die. I was like, oh. God.
1: Never mind. Yeah, dad.
0: never mind.
1: Well, now that you ruined that,
0: Jill.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, question two. If you could do any job in the world other than what you currently do, What would it be?
0: Oh, I would probably play the flute in orchestras for soundtracks for like movies.
1: Okay. Follow up. (laughs) Piccolo or uh, just band or what's the symphony flute?
0: Just a regular flute. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Or some instrument in the orchestra.
1: That would be cool. All
2: right. Question three. Your first car. Think back to what your first car was
0: hmm A Nissan Sentra.
2: Nissan Sentra? What? A Nissan what?
0: hmm
2: Nissan Sentra, okay. Was it a stylish ride or a rolling turd?
0: Oh, it had a spoiler, so it was probably pretty stylish. You know, it had like the loud speakers and all that stuff I didn't know how to use.
1: <laughs> so my favorite part, she said spoiler. So what was, what was the top speed you got your raging Sentra to?
0: <laughs> I think I got it to 100 one time.
1: Oh yeah. well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> watch out world. I'm thinking,
1: yeah, I'm thinking of all the Nissan centers. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure they max out four cylinder. So <laughs> like,
0: there wasn't a specific like off ramp off one of the freeways actually going to Disneyland where there was impossible to have cops. Like it was just walled in on all sides. So this is probably not a good thing to admit to two cops, yeah. but
1: Fine. oh no no yeah yeah no 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 trust me they're not doing anything but eating donuts <laughs> yeah. anyways trust me just just gun it so
2: all right question four If your house is on fire and everyone including your pets are safe what's the one thing that you want to get out of your house
0: oh um probably my like this very boring like the safe with all of our like my birth certificate and my mirror like all of Avery's certificates and all the things. Very boring. Passports. That, oh, That's all practical. I know. Because everything else is on the cloud. I was like, oh, my computer. Oh, no, it's on the cloud. It's fine. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but I've been to the social security office and that is miserable. <laughs> I'm <am laughs> not doing that again.
2: Touche. With you. All right. Last question. and We'll let you get out of here. You have $9.18 in your pocket. What all do
1: you buy?
0: Mm, chipotle
1: what's your okay so what's your go-to yeah
0: chicken probably a chicken burrito and then chips and guac okay no (laughs) No, Okay, not very exciting
1: a burrito chicken burrito what's on it what does liz oh
0: nothing oh get on her mine is very boring so just a chicken burrito with brown rice fajita veggies cheese and lettuce
1: Jesus, that is boring. Yep,
0: it's very, very
1: boring. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't even get salsa, for Christ's sakes? You don't, like, nothing?
0: No, I I know. There's something wrong with me. Because I love salsa. I am a salsa, but I don't know why. That's just what it is. I've tried variating. I've tried adding Mm things.
1: Okay, so... I'm gonna get Chipotle in the next couple of days, and I'm gonna get a chicken burrito. Oh, don't do it! But I'm going to, no, no, I'm going to, and then I'm gonna take a picture and upload it to Instagram and tag you in this. So you're going to be like, this is this the this garbage. Is a burrito. Yes, this this is terrible. Why didn't I get salsa on this? Like this is like that's gonna be the caption. Where's my salsa? Oh, so.
0: Don't do it. <laughs>
1: Yes, actually, I can already see it now. I'm going to tell them onto the side. No, on the side, put all the crap I usually get because I got to take this one put all picture. all the delicious putting, things. Yes, yes. Put the guac and the salsa and sour cream right there. I'm going to put it there when I'm. Done. I'll get to you so, shortly. Yes. So I'll
0: fix this to, in a minute.
1: I got to take this, and I'm going to have the worst look on my face. Like I'm so sad.
0: And it'll make me so hungry. <laughs>
2: Well, Liz, we appreciate you coming on the show. Like I said, we're probably going to end up cutting this into two episodes because we've talked for two hours now. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's been a great conversation. So
1: you want any last words you want to say? Yeah. Is there anything you want to promote? Shout out. It's up to you.
2: Storms in my area. So if you hear thunder and lightning, that's what's going on right now. It's
0: exciting. No, how dare you? How dare you have thunderstorms? Yes. <laughs> I think the only thing, one, I have one for like women's health. There's like a contraception pocket card that, if you do prescribe a lot, has been a lifesaver that I stumbled on like three months ago. And you can get it on Amazon. So I can give you guys the link if people want to know. It gives you like troubleshooting for like, oh, they're having, you know, breakthrough bleeding or they have acne, which one to actually give. Because I feel like there's so many that it's like, I have no idea what to do here.
2: Yeah, shoot us that link, and we'll get it included in the show notes for everybody also.
0: Yeah, but I think that's it. Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you. So you're on YouTube, Nurse Liz?
0: Yep, I am on YouTube as Nurse Liz, and I do two types of videos. Usually on Tuesdays, I have like a content-type video where I talk about nursing or NP-type things, topics around that, and then I have a vlog on Saturdays where I just document my life being a nurse practitioner and a mom and all those other things. And then Instagram is kind of fun over on that one. It's i Liz, And I do like what I see at work most days. And then what I'm, I always, I am brand new. So I'm learning all the things. So I usually do like a random tidbit that I've learned along the way or that I learned that day. And that's been kind of cool to, that's kind of a fun thing. I'm over there on stories a lot. Like I said, I'm really bad at posting, but stories I got.
1: Well, and that's, how one day we get shout outs every once in a while, or stuff like that. And then Ben was like, Hey, <laughs> this just happened. I'm like, I was like looking at my wife. Seriously oh somebody really huge just mentioned our name and i was like frozen like i said i've literally been in houses that are on fire i have dealt with pediatric codes i've been shot at or been in shooting situations and they weren't directly bullets at me thank god but i froze up tighter in my living room looking at your instagram than i have with people literally pointing guns at me so just thought I'd let you know. Okay. Oh, I'm
2: glad I <laughs> <Yeah>. can strike <laughs> yes. quite the I was like, oh. <sighs> Well, it was, it was
1: like, it
2: was the billing episode that she would, she, yes. Oh, that
0: thing was so helpful.
2: We are like, Hey, you know, if you're, and we were like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And so then when you did your podcast video a couple weeks ago, I watched it and I'm like, okay, is she going to talk about us or, or, or is, is she moved on to other shows? Okay. So you're like, you're going through all these shows. And we're like, Oh. Not us. It's not us. Uh, it's not us. I'm like okay, we've moved on. Move it's on. fine. It's fine. And then it was like yes, I'm crying in my corner. Ooh, it's cool. <laughs> and then at the end of like your medical, our show, and we're like, I'm like oh my god. Like I screenshot it. It's into Tom. Like dude, yeah, like, yeah. This crazy. So no, on. I
0: love what you guys are doing. I think it's great. And I don't care if you swear. I just know that was. <laughs> I felt bad throwing that out. I was like, oh no, now they called me out on it. <laughs>
1: no and I, I have so tried to keep my mouth shut it's hard have no idea yeah it really well, is well,
0: that's why it's there's editing in, of, in my vlogs <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, of course in front of my patients i you know stay professional but i cuss <laughs> like a sailor every other minute of my life and so when we do the show we just say screw it that's how we're gonna talk and so tonight i was like tom I told Ben beforehand, I was like, I'm really going to behave myself. I'm going to try really hard. (laughs) I don't want Miss Liz to be like, this guy sucks.
0: (laughs) No, and that was the funny thing when you said, I was like, oh no. I was like, I really don't. I could care less. That's personal problem i tend to
1: suffer from as well but (laughs) oh well that makes me feel better because i dropped the f-bomb like it's a comma (laughs) so (laughs) there you go so i
0: know it's yeah i think that's a funny thing about some of your internet persona is people are like oh you're so this i'm like "Uh
2: uh-huh yeah right. sure
0: (laughs) that's so nice that you think that and then all my friends that actually are my friends they're like um
1: (laughs) yeah I always, my mom, everybody else thought she was like the sweetest lady. I called it her Betty Crocker voice. She'd be like, oh, honey, oh, sugar, to like these other kids. And I'd be looking at them like, you have no idea. It's like a fly trap. Don't do it. And then she turned to me. She was like, I will knock you out. I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, I, like, I didn't even do anything, Mom. <laughs> like, why are you mad at me? Because he did something. So, yeah, I understand that. And while we, you know, are a little more... Free flowing with that. Sometimes it was one of those things when you said it, I was like, "Well, she's not wrong." <laughs> was like, "Uh oh!" Yeah. So now that she's on the show, I'm like, "Hey Ben, I'm gonna be." <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I only cussed once. Yeah, you did good. So, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> well,
2: again, Liz, thank you. It's been
1: awesome. So, yeah, thank you. It has been great. Well, Ben, that was well. That was that. That was, the, <laughs> that was the the end of, I thought, an excellent conversation with Nurse Liz.
2: Yeah, I think it was great. Uh, we got to hear a lot of her opinions on some things, and then we got to talk some women's health and paps and pelvics and birth control that was the other thing we talked about yeah
1: yeah so I mean we did try and cover what we said we were going to cover
2: right so instead of us doing our normal social media shout out we're going to give a shout out to Liz so that you can go follow her if you liked this conversation so if you are on Instagram you can find her at I'm im.nurse.liz and if you are interested in her videos and her vlog then she is on YouTube at Nurse Liz
1: yep that says it all then
2: <laughs> so
1: I, th- I think note... people have heard enough of me this uh this episode, so I'm just <laughs> shutting up.
2: All right. Well, then I guess we will just call it an end to this one. I don't know what we got planned for next week. I know we've talked about all kinds of cool things coming up. I know we want to do some medical reviews of some popular television shows. And we also want to do our vaccine debate still. And I actually had someone contact me about doing uh C B D oil, so I think we'll Try to get that set up as well.
1: Oh, yeah, man. The old ankle pain is flaring up. I
2: don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) But no, actually, the guy who contacted us about CBD oil is a licensed pharmacist, and he did a CEU in this area covering CBD oil over Lunch and Learn. And he reached out to us and said, hey, I'd love to be on the podcast and discuss that, since that's still a relatively new treatment option for a lot of patients and i think as providers it's good to know because i have had, i probably have patients ask me two or three times a week about it
1: i've only had people ask me like well like do you think this is it safe yeah, Like, uh, i but honestly i just go i don't know enough to give you any advice so yeah i think it would be a great and informative topic to talk about
2: but if there's anything else out there that you want us to talk about shoot us an email let us know reach out to us on our social media sites and, hell, if you want to be on the show, then let us know. We could probably get that set up, too.
1: Well, hold on. There's a vetting process for that. Well, yeah. There's an <laughs> extensive <laughs> I, vetting process. Yes. If you're a vet and you're like, I like to talk about five-toed cats, like, mm, this may not be. Well, no, what? I strike that. That This would absolutely be the place to come talk <laughs> about that. But I'm just saying, I, I just don't want just anybody on here. We're, we're a high-quality production high quality, quality. So high quality yes and again i can't say enough it was a privilege to get to speak to uh, nurse liz and i thank her again for doing the show and talking to us for an extremely long <laughs> uh, time and please follow her social media ben's listed it multiple times now and i think everybody would enjoy if you enjoy this show you would certainly enjoy her social media as well
2: yeah i'm much- Several of her videos and I keep up on her Instagram stories frequently, so definitely check her out also. So, anyway, on that note, we are gonna get out of here. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let us know. Other than that, I hope everybody has a great week.
1: Everybody stay safe out there. I got a bucket for dignity I carry by my side. I only pour it when you went too close to home, and all the time I carefully constructed plans. I'm out going to ride and I don't know why Yeah, you call me just to let me know Confirm I am a waste I need your clever comments Like I need a shot to make you say You're such an asshole I say, taught a natural okay cake to say We can't all be saints I know that I a Maybe it's
2: luck Or maybe it's my life I stay all messed up